What is up, everybody? This is Powered at Wimmicks, and this is the 38th episode. Wow. 38 whole episodes, and today is a very special day for me. <laughs> it's my birthday. Uh, so the day I'm recording this is Wednesday, and it's my birthday. It's my 21st birthday, which is super exciting, and I'm super excited to be another year older, another year wiser, and I know this next year will be super good because I'm going to make it good and I'm going to make it the best I can because by the next time I have a birthday I'll be 22. Wow. I still I for some reason have this weird thing that I don't feel like I'm older and I'm sure other people don't like other people feel like this too but I don't feel like I'm my age until I'm pretty much turning the next stage. Like I just started feeling like I was 20. And now I'm turning 21. It's like, what the, you know what I mean? So I'm sure there's, this birthday will be a little bit different just because it gives me more freedom or more, I don't know what you would call it, more adultship. Um, because now I am legally able to pretty much go anywhere, do anything I want. Um, because there's no age limit for 21 and up, you know, <laughs> which is super exciting. But anyway... To continue on with this episode, uh, I want to introduce everybody to a very, very special friend of mine. This is Franklin. Uh, so this is Franklin. He is in a turtle pot for all of you audio listeners. And he is just a cute little, let me see if I can get his little plants out. Look at how cute he is. Ugh, we love Franklin. But Franklin is here to help me talk about a very very special person and yeah so her name is Catherine Bigelow she was born November 27th 1951 and thankfully she is still alive her birthday's coming up too which is super exciting you know she's also a Sagittarius which is pretty cool you know so she was actually born in San Carlos, California, and she's actually the only child. So she has no siblings, which is wild. Uh, let me know down below if you are an only child and how you dealt with that. Because I feel like I would have been bored my whole life. Because what do you, who do you play with, you know, at home? Let me know. <laughs> so what she's known for is she is an American film director producer and screenwriter so she's in the movie industry and she makes wonderful movies and i'm sure you have heard some of these movies that i'm going to be talking about because they are huge movies and she is one of the first women to become a director in hollywood so that's a big achievement for women and i'm glad that she was able to do that you know what i mean so to kind of start from when she entered college to like what she's doing now. So that's basically what I'm going to be talking about. So she enrolled at the San Francisco Art Institute in the fall of 1970. And then she actually finished her art degree of Bachelor of Fine Arts in December 1972. So it took her two years, which is not that long at all to get a bachelor's, which it's freaking awesome because sometimes it takes at least four years to get a bachelor's degree, but she made it into two, which is freaking amazing. Um, but she knew what she wanted to do from the beginning, and so she went for that, you know what I mean? So for a while after college, she was actually an impoverished 
artist, um, staying with a painter, Julian, and they were staying in a performance artist loft. So she lived with somebody in the loft, um, but she wasn't rich at all, you know, it was very, very hard for her to get money because she was an artist and it it is harder to make money starting out as an artist if you don't already have the name you know what i mean so she actually teamed up with a philip glass on a real estate venture in which they renovated distressed apartments downtown and sold them for a profit so she got into that business too which is really cool you know what i mean have you ever seen those like hgtv um home renovation movies they're actually really good. I I watch them most every weekend, you know what I mean? But that's really cool that she was doing that. And it's very interesting to think about that because from where she is now, but where she started is totally different, you know what I mean? Like, she was basically a real estate agent, and then she became an American filmmaker, which is amazing, you know what I mean? But it's so, like, different. But I'm glad that she was able to do both of them in her lifetime and be successful in both of them, which is freaking amazing. So she actually entered the graduate film program at Columbia University, where she studied theory and criticism and earned her master's degree. So that is right, people. She is not just a bachelor degree holder. She is a master's degree holder, which is amazing. I feel like a master's degree takes a long time, which I know it does, so I don't know why I feel like that, but... I feel like it would just be really, really hard to continue to get your master's degree. And I applaud everybody who has their master's degree or is working towards their master's degree because that is huge. You know what I mean? Like, wow. And you you have to be so smart for that, you know? So that is awesome that she kept pushing for school and kept going and getting more education because education is power. That is right. <laughs> So she was actually started working for the art and language um, publication and she published an article not on the development of contradiction. And this became a very big article and it was on the art and language magazine for Fox, which is huge, you know what I mean? She had her article published, which is awesome. And while she was also there, she created a short film called The Setup. It was about 20 minutes of deconstruction of violence in film which is crazy, you know what I mean? Like, I have been wanting to kind of make short films, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about her, because she she is a filmmaker, and I'm kind of wanting to get into filmmaking and directing and all that stuff, but it's very hard, you know what I mean? It's not just for the people who are just going to throw something together in, what, 20 minutes, you know? It's not like that. It's... It, it's going to take hours, maybe even days, you know what I mean? So I applaud her for doing that, and I think that makes her really smart because for some reason, movies are so much deeper than just what you see, you know what I mean? Because there's, there's actually a reason that the camera was to the left of them instead of the right, or there was a reason that the camera panned up and down, you know what I mean? There's always a reason for everything in a movie, and so I feel like when I watch movies personally, I see a lot of that. And it makes me more grateful for the filmmakers and the directors and producers and all that. Because it's like, wow, they actually do take time to think about every little thing in this movie. If it's a good movie, you know what I mean? Some movies are just, like, they, they just threw it together, you know what I mean? But some movies are really like, wow, you know? 
so yeah, so um, after she made that short film, she started moving into full-length movies. So her first full-length feature was The Loveless, and it came out in 1981. And it was a biker film that she co-directed with Monty Montgomery. And her subsequent films, Blue Still, Point Break, and Strange Days, all three films rethink the conventions of action cinema while exploring gendered and racial politics. Wow. Like, I'm sure you've heard some of those movies before. I've heard of, like, Point Break and Blue Still, stuff like that. And they're really good movies, you know. And she she helped co-direct those and um, helped create those movies, which is amazing. And she did a wonderful job directing them. And I think it's super important to think about how the direct... Like, it's not just the actors. Like, I feel like a lot of people, when they see a movie, they just see the actors and they don't see anybody else. But it's like, th- that director is directing the actor to do a certain thing or to move a certain way or say something different you know and so to make a good movie you have to have a good director you know and I'm just gonna say you have to because without a good director the vision isn't going to be seen and it's not going to be delivered as well so that is amazing that she is such a good director that she was able to make such amazing movies for us all to watch you know and they're action movies, which is really cool, you know. I'm not the biggest into action, but I think it's cool that she was trying to make action movies that explore gender and racial politics, you know what I mean? And I think that's really important for us to all see that. So yeah, so her next big film that she directed was The Hurt Locker, and this was the first show, and this movie was actually first shown at the Venice Film Festival in, two, in September 2008. Also because of the Hurt Locker movie, she became the first woman to win an Academy Award for Best Director. That is right, people. She won the first Academy Award for Best Director as a woman. That is so amazing. And I applaud her for that because, like I said, it's hard to be a director because it's hard to get that vision across. And she did it wonderfully, which is freaking amazing. So along with that award, she also got the Directors Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directing and the BAFTA Award for Best Director. So not only did she just win one award, no, she won many awards for this movie, which is freaking amazing. So yeah, she is an amazing director and when you when you watch her movies next time or if you go and just watch them after this episode just start paying attention to all the little details that she probably made happen you know which is amazing to think about the behind the scenes instead of just in front of the scene in front of the camera you know what i mean so she was also the first woman to receive the national board of review award for best director and this was for the movie Zero Dark Thirty. I have never personally seen that movie, but I'm sure it's great if she has won an award. And then again, she became another first woman to win a huge award for directing, which is amazing, you know? So to move a little bit into her film style, you know, because we've been talking a lot about her films, so let's move into how she actually makes these films, you know? So she describes her own style as an exploration of film's potential to be kinetic, which is really cool, you know what I mean? She's also known for entrenching social issues of gender, race, and politics into her work of all genres. Perhaps what she is most well known for 
is for her use of extensive violence in her films. Most of her films include violent sequences, and many of them revolve around the theme of violence. So she makes a lot of violent movies, and they're action movies, you know what I mean? So of course they have to be violent to some sort of degree to be able to even be categorized as an action movie. But to think about... I wonder why she actually makes violent movies. I wonder if it's because she can fully, like, get into the scenes better, you know what I mean? I'm not really sure why she has chosen to portray violence. So, yeah, so I wonder why she did that. So, if you know, actually, let me know. And I would actually like to know why she makes violent movies. And it's not like they're violent. Uh, they're just, they just have violence in them. So, I still think she is an amazing director because... She makes amazing action movies and she challenges a lot of everyday norms, you know what I mean, which is amazing. So she also sometimes uses a handheld camera, which is crazy to think about because every time I think about a movie being filmed, I think about one of those big cameras, you know what I mean? But to think that she probably just uses a little handheld is wild to me. And fun fact, she film some of her um uh her scenes you know and so she actually gets in there even if it's in like a dangerous spot so for one of the examples that they said like she was filming in water and she had to get a scene where they didn't want to get the boat in so she actually leaned super far out of the boat with the camera just to get the scene which is crazy to think about how she will put her life online basically and to get these films, which is amazing, you know what I mean? That shows the dedication and passion that she has for her work, which I strive to have for my work, you know what I mean? And I, I'm sure every one of you listening strives to have passion and desire to go to work and love what you do, you know what I mean? I think that's my ultimate goal. I just want to be so excited and happy about my work that that's all I want to think about, you know what I mean? So, some of her other movies that she has made are Point Break, Detroit, K-19, The Widowmaker, Strange Days, and Near Dark. So, those are some of her movies that she has made. Go check them out. I'm sure they are all amazing. I have not seen all of them. I've only seen a couple, and the couple I have seen are freaking amazing. So, go check out that work and think about how Catherine has made those movies, you know what I mean? which is amazing. So to move a little bit more into her personal life, so she's actually married to director James Cameron from 1989 to 1991. She's not currently married at all, but I'm not sure if she is in a relationship currently or what she's doing with that. So yeah, that is a little bit of her personal life. So she, so like I said, she is an amazing director and filmmaker and she has made several great movies and because she has made amazing movies she has also been awarded for those movies so she also became the first woman to win the saturn award for best director in 1995 for strange days also she was included on the 2010 time 100 list of most influential people of the year which is amazing you know what i mean so yeah, so she deserves every single award that she has gotten because she is an amazing director. And it's crazy to think about that she became the first woman to become like to win those like several awards. 
for best director, which is crazy to think about because that was not that long ago. And she just, she just became the first woman. Like, I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it because she totally does. I'm just saying that why didn't we have those awards before her? You know what I mean? I feel like she deserves every single award that she has gotten. And I'm so glad that she made those steps to do that because younger generations behind her are looking up to her. I mean, I'm even looking up to her. I love movies and I have always had a passion for movies. And like I said, I wanted to be an actress when I was younger. Um, and now I'm kind of getting more into like behind the scenes, like directing, filmmaking, all that stuff. And I think it's really important that she is leading an example for an intelligent woman to be looked up to because I know younger generations are looking up to her, which is freaking amazing because that, that proves to us younger women that we really can do whatever we want. You know, just because a lot of people say it's a man's world, it's not right. It's a people world, okay? I am just so happy that she was able to make those strides and to make amazing movies that we can all watch which is freaking amazing, you know what I mean? She is entertaining us, which is awesome, you know? I love being entertained. <laughs> so yeah, she is an amazing, confident woman who is paving the path for the younger female generation, which is amazing. And I applaud her for that, and I want to thank her for that. So thank you, Catherine Bigelow, for making those steps and for going after your dream, because if you didn't go after your dream, you wouldn't have shown other women that they can go after their dreams too, you know? So I want to thank you for that. And so, yeah, that was Catherine. I hope you all enjoyed. And let's move into the positive segment time. Woo! So I have another pre-read one, so I'm just going to read it for you all. Germany makes a push for gender equality. Germany has adopted a national strategy to fight gender inequality for the first time in its history. The Strong for the Future plan aims to reduce the gender pay gap and get more women in leadership positions in business, the civil service, and in politics. Although Germany has been led for 14 years by a female chancellor held in high global regard, it falls below the European average for gender, gender equality. One declared goal is to increase the number of women on executive boards by applying the existing minimum 30% quota to 600 companies instead of just 105 currently. Women in Germany still earn on average 20% less than men. Over a 20% wage gap leads to more than 50% pension gap between women and men, says Germany's families minister, claiming the new strategy is a milestone. Wow, that is freaking amazing that Germany is finally stepping up. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they're finally stepping up and then they're, they're realizing that women are freaking humans too. You know what I mean? I get so sad sometimes looking at the news and looking at all, looking at all these countries that, that don't see women as equal to men. And this even happens here in the United States. And so it really makes me angry because it's like, that just shows us, shows women that we are not equal. We are worthless without a man. And I'm so goddamn sick of that. You know what I mean? I'm so sick of people, men, mostly men, saying that us women are nothing without them. Because you know what? We are a lot more. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Because I wanted to show everybody that women are amazing. 
women can do anything that we want to do, anything that a man does, anything that we want to do. Like, we have a passion to do, we can do. You know what I mean? And that's why I created this whole thing, because... I want to I wanted to learn more about all the amazing women in this world who are doing amazing things for younger female generations because that's what every woman's in history has done even if their role was so small it doesn't matter if they have done good and if they have gone after their dreams and made like made movement then they are important and I want to say that to all of you too the fight for women's equality is not over so every women that is watching or listening today i want you to remember that you can make huge achievements too you can be a history maker because women still have so many more steps to go i mean we're getting closer every single day but just remember to go after your dreams because there are women behind you that are going to be looking up to you to follow their dreams too. I think it's just very important for women to know that we are important, we are worth it, and we are equal. We are not less than, we are not worthless. We are, we are amazing, beautiful, life-making creatures. I am proud to be a woman. I hope you are too if you're a woman. And if you're not a Wemix, be grateful that you have Wemixes in your life. Because without us, you want to be here. Everybody has to be born from a Wemix. So, just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so go make history, people. I'm so proud of you for waking up every single day and going after your passions and your dreams. Because that is how you make history and that is how you make movement. And that is how you show younger generations that they can do it too, which is amazing. You know what I mean? So thank you for everybody listening today and everybody watching today. Uh, that is sadly the episode. And I also want to say thank you to Catherine Bigelow for making huge achievements for Wemixes in the filmmaking industry and Wemixes in the directing industry because that is huge. And I'm so glad that she was able to create a film that won so many awards because she deserves it. And she's an amazing, confident woman to keep pushing and doing what she loves to do, even if it's hard, you know. And I also want to say thank you to Germany for standing up and for waking up and finally realizing that women's are equal to men. We are not less than, we are not worthless. We are amazing, we are worth it, we are extraordinary, and we deserve to be seen as equal, because we are. So yeah, thank you, Germany, for waking up and realizing that. <laughs> and thank you, Catherine, for being an amazing human being. That was sadly the episode, like I said. So you can find this podcast on all podcasting mediums. Also, if you want to go check it out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at Power to Wemix, that would be amazing. Also, if you want to go check out my other podcast that I do with my brother called The Five Cent Club, we just talk about shit that doesn't make sense. And this next week, we are talking about spooky stories again. So if you want to tune in for another little story time, come join us on Mondays. And 
If you want to go find my personal Instagram page, you can find it at emilynichols00. And if you want to go follow my personal Twitter page at youngemily1864. As always, everybody, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Stay healthy, stay safe out there, and remember, you are worth it, you are amazing, you are extraordinary. Go after your passions, go after your dreams, because you are making movement and you are making history. I love you all, I hope you all are happy and alive and living your life to the fullest. You deserve everything that you want, and I hope you get it. As always, I'll see you and I'll talk to you next week. Peace and aliens be with you.